why did you leave Stanex? <laughs> Yo, Gorillas, welcome to the Athlete Insider Podcast by Gornation. My name is Phil, and today's guest is somebody from far away, somebody I'm really happy to talk to. And uh, I'm going to introduce you as a calisthenics and yoga expert, as a, as a mobility and hand balancing beast, and the, the founder of uh, Saturno Movement. I'm happy to have you here, Gabo Saturno from the US. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me, brother. It's truly an honor. Super pleasure. <laughs> awesome. So uh, yeah, we finally met and we finally uh, got a get a meeting here. And uh, yeah, to mm -hmm. kick off, uh, how do you present yourself? How do you present yourself to somebody who doesn't know you? First of all, I I hate labels in a way. Like even though we need to use it in terms to communicate and to get along with each other, like what do you do? So I'm a calisthenics coach, I guess, and I'm a yoga instructor as well. Um, but I would like to present myself as just a human that loves movements, loves uh, anything related to psychology and to just human optimization. And that's it. I'm the founder of Saturno Movement, if that helps, which is a online fitness platform that teaches you calisthenics and yoga. I've been doing calisthenics and yoga for six years now. And I'm just another soul, another human trying to be the best that I can. Nice. Sounds really good. And uh, yeah, I already feel the mindset that you have. Um, some hard facts, um, like wh where you born, how old are you? I am 28 years old. Uh, I was born in Caracas, Venezuela. I moved to Miami. Well, after Venezuela at 17, I moved to Canada for one year to study English. Then after Canada, I was going to go back to Venezuela and study, but leaving the country, Venezuela was in a very bad place at the, at the moment. It's still worse right now. Uh, but when I went to Canada, I said, no, like there is so much opportunity out there that even if I don't come to Canada because it's super, super cold, even though I love the cold at that moment, I said, I'm going somewhere else. So I went back to Venezuela for a couple months when I was 18 years old. And then I left to Miami when I was 18 almost 19 years old and i've been here uh, oof, almost 10 years i was gonna say seven years it's been almost 10 years and i'm 28 years old that's it <laughs> nice <laughs> and how did you get in touch with uh, calisthenics what what sport did you do before um or like i think i guess it was through yoga but uh, yeah actually uh, i cannot remember if i saw yoga before calisthenics because i remember beginning both of them exactly the same thing at the same time i remember yoga was introduced by one of my ex ex girlfriends <laughs> who was in yoga and i wanted to do yoga just because of the headstand i wanted to get a headstand then after a couple of weeks i realized how powerful it was and i was suffering from very very severe chronic anxiety which we can talk later uh, so yoga was like okay I and mean, this might help me which it clearly did and calisthenics i saw a video from you know big brandon carter yes yes yeah which is, <laughs> yeah which is not in the calisthenics fields at all but in his intro in his youtube intro and i was super into fitness like elliot holt and him was my biggest mentor at that at that moment so i saw a video doing him lc2 handstand and i said i have to do that so i was doing weightlifting i've been doing weightlifting since i was 15 years old And at that moment, I just wanted to switch things up. So I saw yoga from my ex-girlfriend. I saw calisthenics and I said, okay, 
let's try both. Let's begin using my own body weight and I begin incorporating the three of them. So I keep kept doing weightlifting. I begun doing yoga on my backyard and I begun doing calisthenics in a park. Interesting. It's the first time that I ever hear somebody else saying uh, that he uh, knows Big Brandon Carter because uh, I yes. always thought I'm, I'm the only one who watched his videos because uh, <laughs> I still remember like uh, when he recommended a lot of his favorite books and he talked a lot, mm -hmm. a lot also about books and I uh, ordered yes. all of them and read all of them because he also was yes. a big inspiration for me. That's, that's nice to hear. Yeah, it's funny. Like I didn't, I didn't come to calisthenics people. Like what was your biggest inspiration? And it's, it's not a calisthenics athlete. It's like it was somebody from the fitness industry. Uh, then I began to know other people and stuff. Okay. Crazy. Um, so yeah, like what was your journey? How did, how did you begin? Uh, how, how long did it take to get the headstand? And uh, <laughs> from there, where did it lead you? So at that moment, I, I asked myself, okay, so should I go to a yoga studio or should I make it my personal practice? Or should I contact a calisthenics coach or should I make it my personal practice? Um, so I Googled calisthenics coach in Miami. Uh, Chris Heria was the first one that popped out, the only one there. Um, and then yoga, I said, I'm gonna make this my personal journey. So I, I was doing, I did a 30-day yoga challenge on YouTube, on my backyard, every single day. That's how I got hooked into yoga. And actually two years ago, I did a 10-day yoga challenge on my channel because I wanted to share how I actually got into yoga. So we're going to do yoga alone and I'm 80% self-taught. I probably have attended to 20 or 30 yoga classes in total in my entire life. And in calisthenics, I contacted Chris Heria and I went to his first gym on Doral, what's called a calisthenics evolution with his business partner, Claudio Giannotti. Uh, I did a couple personal sessions with him. Then they closed that gym for reasons that I quite don't remember, honestly. And then he opened another gym, Calisthenics Academy, and I was still with him. And then I began working with him, for him, <laughs> at, that, at that gym. And I had no idea that I wanted to become a coach. I just loved the, the environment, the, everything. And at that moment, I told him I cannot keep affording the calisthenics classes, but maybe I can stay here and help you out. So I began teaching classes on that gym. Then he closed that gym. He opened Tenex and I kept working for him at Tenex. And, and that's it. I kept my yoga practice very separate, uh, very personal. I attended to some studios, some workshops, but I kept it very separately. And I kept doing calisthenics uh, at Tenex until that doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and the, like when you um, nice class uh, <laughs> when you started uh, calisthenics, you said uh, that you had uh, some some uh, physical issues. Uh, what was mm -hmm. this about? Uh, physical or mental? <laughs> I didn't understand you uh, when when you uh, said it. Uh, uh, anxiety. Ah, uh, okay. Ah, okay. So, and basically, chronic, chronic, chronic anxiety because of substance abuse in my 20s. I went, you know, Ultra, Ultra Music Festival? No. Well, you know, the DJ festivals? Yeah, of course. Yeah, where everyone takes a bunch of drugs and stuff. Yeah. That was me in the first row, fucking partying like crazy. Let's go, drinking, 
taking a bunch of pills. And that led me to a very wrong or not wrong, very a path that was not serving me at that moment. I hit really rock bottom, like super, super rock bottom. And then is when I began getting more into this. I was always a spiritual person within, but that was like the hit that, okay, I have to meditate or I needed to meditate. I had to do yoga. I had to walk every day just to be functional per se. So yoga and calisthenics together literally transformed my mind. And I still, I would consider myself an anxious person, but I don't see myself now as an anxiety. I just see it, I'm just hyperactive. I love to talk and now I know how to canalize that energy or how to release that energy, whether it is through yoga, calisthenics or meditation. Now, physical limitations, I had 40 plus dislocations on both of my shoulders. So they're very, very unstable and they're like super, super mobile, as you can see. <laughs> and that was from the weightlifting, a lot of internal rotation, a lot of bench pressing, a lot of upright rows, like exercises that you shouldn't be doing that I was doing. And then on calisthenics, I wouldn't say it healed because when I began calisthenics and when I began yoga, I didn't know any better. I was not coached in a very good way. So calisthenics, kind of fucked up my shoulder a little bit more because uh, freestyling, like landing on the bar mindlessly without external rotating and really engaging the bar. It was always popping out. That would set me back to the gym for like a month until it healed again. Yoga, my mistake was overstretching. So we can get into how to avoid shoulder injury. I'm like pretty experienced in that. Um, now I made my training is completely different. I do not overstretch in yoga. I focus mostly on mobility, functional movement, calisthenics. I do not freestyle. I completely stop freestyling and I'm focusing mostly on just overall health and the static pulse and constants and all that. Okay. And uh, like, what are you, what are your goals right now? Uh, what is stuff hmm. that you are working on? So it's been hard to set up goals, to be honest, with such Saturno movement. Uh, it's a membership site website where I had to put contents, content constantly. And I like to do a, like a good job and I do like 50, 60 minute workout explanations, like two in a single day, like we filmed that. So it's very hard to keep my training in sync with that. Now that was like last year, I would say, but now like I'm starting to like juggle things out a little bit better. My current goals, um, I really want to get the mana, but I haven't started training for it. I'm just doing a couple visits, a couple times a week, and it's getting a little bit higher, a little bit higher, a little bit higher. Uh, the reason I'm not training for the mana is because I really, really want to get the planche and the front lever, which has been my two nemesis and the two moves that, oof, especially the front lever or lever or however it's pronounced. Um, the planche comes easier to me. The front lever comes harder just because I, I don't have that much pulling strength and also because of my shoulder injury. Both of the movements, I'll, I would I would say that I haven't gotten them because one, consistency, but second, second, my shoulder injury, I didn't know any better and I was just training. Yeah, let's do a straddle planche, but I have also have winging scapula. We can get into all those details if you want. But my main goal right now is I'm revisiting the basics. I'm building a stronger foundation and getting to know my body even like with everything that I know now it's like damn I was fucking up before like so much <laughs> so I'm trying to make things right from the beginning but my main goals are planche front lever um those two I'm I'm middle split when it comes to mobility 
I'm obviously still training handstands, still training basic movements, but I'm really trying to narrow it down because I realize that when I go too broad, I don't get shit done. Okay. <laughs> We've all experienced that for sure. Yeah, that's true. Uh, what I found quite exp uh, impressive is um, like when when people see you and when I see you on social media, you're like an athlete uh, in the game for for a lot like for a long time now. And uh, in the, in your last post or in your last post, you you took some steps back. Uh, you did some like beginner exercise, let's call them. And for me, it was impressive to say because uh, usually the people that I follow and I know don't share stuff mm -hmm. like that. And that's something. It was scary to follow. <laughs> <laughs> and for me it's like um it's really impressive to see that because um a lot of people don't do that because of like let's say uh, ego because they think our oh, people are not interested in that uh why do you sh share this journey even though it's not the Oof. wow content so I, i said it was scary because i mean there are two i see it as two things over there one is ego clearly it's like i don't want people or people don't want others to see that you're stepping back and that you cannot plant your phone. Like people still say, how did you get the plant so perfect? I'm like, I cannot plant at the moment. <laughs> Maybe because an old video that I, I, I could plant in the past, but it's like people don't want to put themselves like I cannot do this anymore or I, I, I don't have this level that people look up to me like, like that. So it's, it's a journey and that, that's not hard for me because I like to present myself just as I am and yes I've been in the game for a long time I can do impressive stuff with my body but there are some things that I cannot do and I like to share that also to make people more relatable and to place a truth because sometimes I don't have Instagram posts because I'm not planching or I'm not doing anything impressive so what I'm gonna share I'm gonna share whatever whatever the heck I'm doing <laughs> and I'm doing planks I'm doing hollow bodies I'm doing side planks and I'm doing planch leads and that is the ego part But the other part that is the one that concerns me the more, more a little bit is the business side of it, which can be tricky if you share that mindlessly and you're not mindfully sharing value because the, I share because it's going to add value to a lot of people. Even though people saw us from being a high elite athlete, most of the people that follow us are beginners. So they are really, really going to benefit from those posts. And even advanced athletes are going to say, damn, this guy who's famous or whatever, he's sharing that. There is nothing wrong with going back to the basics. But business side, I see how it can conflict a little bit. That just a 18 years old guy, kid that one kid or team, whatever, that wants to get the planche. If he doesn't see planche post from me, he might not buy my program. He might buy anybody else's program. So I went through those ego and business side and I said, you know what, fuck it. <laughs> like, like, this is me. I know I'm going to get the plan very soon. Like I already got it. I, I know where I'm going and maybe my social media can step, can have a dip because I'm sharing, I'm not sharing advanced movements, but I know I will. And if I don't, and it's been a, I'm not going to say it has been easy because it's been a battle because sometimes you just want to take. I right now have goal first elbow, so I cannot do pull-ups. And stopping doing pull-ups, it might mean that my pulling strength goes lower, so I cannot show pull-ups, which you know how it goes. So it's been a battle, but I realize that the more honest with myself I am and the more truthful I am with my audience, the better they're going to relate to me. And once they see me and 
once they see actually that I got a, an advanced movement, they like then it doesn't came easy to him. So that's something I like. I like to relate with my audience more than they see me as this god or coach or whatever, an alien. Even though my name, my last name is Saturno, but <laughs> I it, might be, I might be an alien. <laughs> is it? But it is your real name, right? It is. Yeah, it is my last name. Yeah. Okay. Saturno. Nice. Um, yeah, and it's like um, people love to get on the journey of a, of an athlete. Nobody like, of course, it's impressive to see somebody doing a, I don't know, like a, a straddle planche. Um, but mm -hmm. to uh, the, the the athletes or the people who take the, their community on the journey, going there and show them step by step, oh, there is a failure, or oh, there was a success. Like this is how you build a relationship um, with the, with your community, and that's um, I think what people appreciate about your content is that it's it's like it's real, and uh, you even show the stuff that is not uh, like that won't go viral because it's like the craziest uh, move or something. But it's it's honest. Right. Appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it. Nice. Um, let's jump into your day. Uh, what does your typical mm -hmm. day look like? Do you have a routine for the morning? Uh, I do. Currently, I'm doing a certificate for being a yoga instructor because I'm just a yoga instructor without certificate. And even though I don't believe in that a paper should showcase whatever you are teaching, um, I just wanted to do it for the experience. So I'm doing an intensive six-week online yoga teacher training at the moment, plus the business, plus getting married. Oh, <laughs> <It's perfect>. uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you. And so my morning routine at the moment, I wake up 5.30, 6 a.m. Uh, I go for a walk where I listen to some yoga books that I need to read. And then I come back and I study a little bit more yoga. Then I do my yoga practice around 7 to 8 a.m. Then at 9, I head over to the studio. I work out at uh, 10 to 11 a.m., two to three hours until 12, 1 p.m. I haven't eaten anything at this moment, just coffee, <laughs> just water. Yeah, I fast most days. And then I have a small meal, like a kind of a lunch or a protein shake around 2 to 3 p.m. Still at the, at the studio, we either film some content, we either work on business-related stuff, we either keep moving with uh, plan future videos with a record for the academy for youtube anything business related related until 5 p.m i head back home uh, i cook some meal and i enjoy night with my girl my woman my woman now <laughs> <laughs> nice well uh, i do some movement i do some movements around four or five at the studio maybe do half an hour of unbalancing mm -hmm. then when i come back and I'm preparing meal, I might do another yoga session or another hand balancing session. Let me throw that in there. That It's around, I count it, it's like around five to six hours of movement throughout the day without counting them the times that I do this or that I stretch okay. in an interview or something. <laughs> <laughs> and movement is also taking a walk uh, in, in the morning or something? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. That completely recharges me. Nice. Well, that's a typical day. Obviously, we're living through very erratic times, coronavirus stuff. And so that's now that we're coming back to the gym. But before that, I was staying home all day. I would move every single second or I would go for a walk, like three or four walks. I don't know if you follow me on Instagram. I do like four or five lives, uh, 
like two lives every single day sometimes um, because I need that. I need to get out. I need the sun to wake me up. And the movement. Do you count your steps uh, that you do per day? I never count my stuff. I don't have any watch that counts that. I don't know my heart palpitations. And I don't do it for fat loss at all. Um, I don't even walk fast. It's like a brief walk. Um, I don't jog either. I used to sprint uh, when I was very serious in like aesthetic physique type of thing. Um, but I just walk for mental benefits, to be honest. Okay, cool. And uh, your workout schedule, let's, uh, let's go through this one per week. Do you, do you split your, your workout days? Uh, is yoga exercise every day the same? Or like, let's go into depth into... Okay, let's, let's get in depth into workouts. Okay, so uh, let's say that five months ago, I never logged my workouts or planned my workouts or tracked my workouts. I had an idea, yes, full push leg, full push leg but I was just doing whatever I felt that day. Recently, like three months ago, I said, you know what? I'm gonna lock everything RPE, which is rate of perceived exertion. Basically from one to 10, you do a set and you say eight. That means that you have two reps left in the tank. So basically you are logging your reps and you're logging how hard the set was, your resting time, everything, because I wanted to see that week by week progress. And it's been amazing. It's, I mean, it takes a lot of time to like write it down. So I've been like, creating some templates on the computer and stuff. But anyways, my current one, I am experimenting with one single workout, which is a full body, upper body focus, so not too much legs. So pull push targeted towards the planche and front lever. Monday, I do the same on Wednesday and I do the same on Friday. Now on Wednesday, I go a little bit higher intensity on the exercises and lower rep range. So let's say on Monday, I do hands and pushups against the wall on the floor and then on wednesday i do hands and push-ups on the parallels a uh, deeper range of motion so i might do five sets of 10 on monday and i might do five sets of five on wednesday so more strength focus more endurance focus mm-hmm. so i'm doing that monday wednesdays and friday because that really worked that schedule full body or upper body a little bit of legs at the end if i have energy uh, that really worked uh, last uh, about a year and a half when i got for the first time ever my front lever and my a good, good straddle planche uh, and a shitty pull planche. Um, so it worked until I get married and I completely throw my training out of the window. So I'm basically repeating that, but obviously way more conscious, way more in tune with what I'm doing and trying to log everything. Now, Tuesdays and Thursdays, I do either a hand balancing session or a yoga session or just active rest, depending on how I feel. So hard hard, hard, and the middle, hand balancing. And okay. yoga, it's, I try to, for example, if I'm, uh, this is not at the moment, but if I'm doing like a pulling session uh, one day, I will do a back bending routine on the same day, which is back extension, you're working the same muscles, so basically pulling. And if I'm doing a pushing routine, I will do a forward folding session on yoga. Right now, I'll just do like full body mobility or I'll work on my middle splits or I'll do mostly hip opening focus, which is one of the things that, the, the areas of flexibility that I'm most limited in. And that's it. Any specific good. questions that you wanna ask, I'm open to say. 
um, yeah, only the reason um, the focus on legs is not there because it doesn't, it's not fun to you, it doesn't meet your goals? Honestly, it's because I don't have the energy <laughs> to do it, especially at the moment with this yoga teacher training. And we're doing a lot, like the teacher that is teaching me doing a lot of legs, a lot of like squats, lunges and stuff. So I truly do not have the energy. Now, if I were not doing yoga at all, I would definitely incorporate uh, legs either on Tuesdays and, and Thursdays, like on those between days, or I'll add one leg exercise at the end of the pull push session. Mm -hmm. And there'll be either rever reverse hyperextensions, natural leg extensions, Nordic curls. Um, those are my three go-to for calisthenics skills. Okay, cool. Um, the question that I like to ask is, uh, do you have three advices uh, to someone, like to the people who do calisthenics, um, so, some mm -hmm. stuff that they should do to progress faster? Maybe it's daily habits, maybe it's uh, some, some mistakes they make in their training that they could avoid, etc. There are so many. I actually share uh, five things I wish I knew before saying calisthenics on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to remember those, but I won't try <laughs> to remember. I just want, I'm just going to say the first three that come to my mind. First one is the most basic one, which is basics. <laughs> like really, really master the basics. And some people see basics, and I'm trying to explain this a little bit more to my audience. They see basics as pull-ups, dips, and push-ups. Those are basics, but those are not truly, truly that basic. Like if you get somebody that has never done calisthenics, and you make them do regular push-up, that's not basic for them. For them, it's like literally plank, hollow body holds, uh, like side planks, like bird dogs, like very, very basic exercises. Like teach your body what protraction is before you get into hollow body push-ups. And teach your body what retraction is before you grab a bar and you try to do a high pull-up and pull it as high as you possibly can. So really, really understand the movements and get very, very good at them. Like I, I didn't do that. I was like, okay, I can do 12 pull-ups for four sets. That's enough. But no, that's a bodybuilding style type of thing. If you really want to get a, if you want to be a beast on the front lever, get at least 20 pull-ups, like 20 good pull-ups. And if, I'm not saying that to get a front lever, you need 20 pull-ups or that you cannot get a front lever if you don't have pull-ups. But it's, I, it's way smarter that you spend time on pull-ups and then you work on your straight and pulling strength than you only hold your top front lever for five seconds and you can only do eight pull-ups. You might progress, but first you're going to progress slowly. Second, your chances of getting injured are super, super, super high. You might not notice it at all, but tendonitis, it's super clear. If, if your lats and your rhomboids are not strong to pull yourself up, your body's going to take it from here. It happened to me. <laughs> and then you got ultra doubles. And the same with tennis elbows and all type of injuries. Anyway, so that's the number one. Really, really master the basics more than you think. Way more than you think. Um, second one. Oof. Know your goals, for sure. Be really, really clear on your goals. Know where you're going after and have short-term goals so you can keep the motivation going. Also have very long-term goals, but do not expect to get here super, super fast. 
you have a plan as a goal, know that you need to go through the steps, do your research. So it's a bunch of tips in one. <laughs> so be clear on your goals and see other people that has gotten there, ask for their advice and obviously experiment with yourself and get to a conclusion. You're going to get to many conclusions as you go and your goals might change, but stick to one goal and stick to one method. That's another tip. I'll, I'll jump to that later. Uh, be clear on your goals and just follow through it and focus on the basics. If your goal is the planche and you cannot do a plank with a whole position for 30 seconds because your wrists are hurting, do not go into planche lean yet. Spend time on plank, spend time warming up your wrist, get condition on your wrist and on the joints before you get into those. So to, to fall, be clear on your goals and be patient with those goals. Third one. Um, there are two schools of thoughts. We have the people that do a different workout every single day. <laughs> every single day. What should I do? Okay, today's shoulder, so I'm going to do shoulder prayer. And every single workout is a different workout. Like they just like different workouts. Nothing wrong with that, but I'm just going to explain why. And then you have the other people who select one workout. They do that workout for their entire life. They don't change anything, they don't do anything. And they, okay, you might be increasing your reps, but your body is smarter than that. You can increase rep, which is linear progression to a certain point, but then you're gonna have to do something. You're gonna have to either include a full body workout here and there. You might have to do a heavy light weight. You might have to do a DLO, a program DLO week. So we have the people that are monkey workouts and we have the people that do the same thing over and over forever. I like to uh, advise people to be in the middle, which is intermediate, um, intermediate, uh, constant, intermediate, con constant, basically. So you do something constantly for a period of time, and then you you switch it up. But you take notes, you observe, but you don't change things that often. Like constant variety will lead you to just getting good at constant variety. So if you it depends obviously on your goal. If you're just training just solely for the sake of having fun, by any means, go ahead and do whatever you like on every single workout. But if your goal is to get from five pull-ups to 25 pull-ups, and you're just doing random workouts and random pulling grip strength and stuff, you it's gonna take you longer to get there. I'm not saying you won't get there because I, I was there doing different workouts every single day, but I got to a place that I wanted. I didn't want to be. I wanted the plant and the front lever. And obviously, you don't get the plant and front lever doing random workouts. I mean, you don't, unless you are Oswaldo Rugones. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so those are my three advice. Okay. Pretty long. So, <laughs> so let's uh, basically twenty in one, but uh, twenty in three. But uh, yeah, it's. Uh... I, I I tend to do that. Uh, <laughs> I say like. Uh, my YouTube videos is like top five exercises for the calisthenics skill. And I literally give you like 30 exercises because <laughs> of the variations and the modifications. Like I do believe we are all different. And, and in Saturno Movement, I really, really emphasize that, that we are all completely different. So if you see my programs, you will never see pull-ups, 10 reps. You will see pull-ups, 8 to 15. Then you have a decrease intensity, you have an increase intensity, you have modifications if you don't have a pull-up bar, you have modifications if you have elbow pain. Like I really pay attention to that because we are completely different and we need to take that into consideration. That's interesting because most of the workout plans out there are like uh, pull-ups, 
10 to 12 reps just or like not yeah. even that 12 reps and that's it yeah do that exactly and and they work because if most people they don't get to 12 they they're going to repeat the workout and they might eventually get to 12 but i like to teach if you have eight to 12 and you can only do six you you can either complete with negative you can either complete with bands you can either rest pause you can either jump into australian pull-up like there are so many methods that i I'm, i don't only want to get people from point a to point b but i want to teach them how they got from point a to point b so why are you using negative instead of bands in this specific cycle and why would you use the negative with a deeper range of motion in this specific cycle so i like to teach that which is it's confusing <laughs> it's confusing to teach and to put everything into a single program and for everyone but that's i would say that's my mission when it comes to calisthenics okay but your focus is really on on uh, the the workout side do you also give advice for nutrition the nutrition section <laughs> so the uh, sm academy the Saturn movement academy is it has yoga calisthenics and balancing a bunch of stuff before launching I said that I was going to be a nutrition section in there. I still haven't opened the nutrition section. Uh, for one big reason, it's a huge topic, to be honest, uh, that I still don't know how to, how do I want to present it well? Like if I want to go over the basics, that's why yesterday on my Instagram, I asked, ask me anything about nutrition. And I'm going to start with a YouTube video because I don't even have one single YouTube video on nutrition. and. Ego aside, I know a, a shit ton about nutrition that I, that I can't share, but it's a huge topic that I'm like, okay, some are vegan, some are keto, some are here. How do I package it in a way that this is a template? You can modify it to your level. This is what works for me. Like I'm still figuring out how to put it. So no, we don't have nutrition yet in the academy, but we have a community and they post their, their meals and stuff and we comment to each other. Okay. And how does your nutrition look like? My nutrition, I fast most days um, until 2 to 3 p.m., which is my first meal. So I have a small meal, 2 to 3 p.m., then I have either a snack around 5, 6 p.m., and then I get my biggest meal around 7 to 8 p.m. That's most days. Other days, uh, very rare. I have breakfast. So I have breakfast, lunch, snack, and dinner. Uh, and other days I do OMAD, so one meal a day. So I don't eat throughout the entire day, uh, basically 24 hour fast, and I have a big meal at night. When it comes to carbs, proteins, and fats, uh, mostly high fats. So I did keto. I don't know if you're familiar with keto. Yeah. Keto oh, let's, like, let's, explain, like, let's explain it shortly for the people. Yeah. So keto is a type of diet where you cut carbs out of, the, out of your diet. Uh, except for vegetables, so starchy carbs like rice, uh, potatoes, pasta, you cut that out, and your body's gonna go through a transitional period where it's gonna be like fuck <laughs> because you've been eating carbs for so long, it's your energy fuel, and now you don't have that energy fuel. And but then your body begins to adapt and begins to use fat as a source of energy, and it begins producing ketone, ketones that's the name ketosis uh, in your brain which is a different type of food, uh, fuel and you get hunger less uh, your mood is more stable your energy is more, more stable uh, it has an amazing especially mental benefits it really helped me a lot with anxiety 
uh, it cures epilepsy. There are some studies in there. Like it's an immense, amazing diet for mental benefits. So I did it for one year, but it has a downside, which is uh, for uh, anaerobic exercise or like high intensity exercise, we do need uh, not carbs, but we do need glucose. So your body can produce glucose on its own without uh, having carbs, but there is a limit that your body produces. And if you want to get 10 pull-ups, 20 muscle-ups, and then 30 straight bar dips, and then come back into a front lever, you need some type of glucose. So I did it for one year. I fat adapted my, I was feeling amazing. I could run forever. Like your endurance goes up, but my strength plateau completely. So then is when I began incorporating uh, uh, carbs on certain days. And that's what I do today. So I do mostly keto on most days. And I would say I do twice a week, I eat carbs, a little bit of carbs, which my refeed might, might seem like half the carbs of what the regular person eats on a daily basis. So I eat like my first meal, a little bit of rice, second meal, uh, a little bit of sweet potato. That's enough carbs for me for two to three days of workouts. Wow. And I don't like how I feel when I eat carbs like mentally that much, but it gives me that energy to work out. So it's that balance between one another. I think I'm going to do keto when I'm older, like super old, uh, that I just want to cycling and do handstands because for handstands, it's good. It's endurance base. It, 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 you can, I did it up perfectly, but to do pull-ups, weighted pull-ups, weighted dips, you need some sort of carbs, okay. at least in my personal opinion. I've known some athletes that do weight training. They're huge and, and they do keto and they keto advocates. But I mean, I don't know. I'm a skeptical if they're thinking something or not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And uh, what is your, like, uh, do you eat uh, dairy products? Do you eat vegan, vegetarian? Uh... Okay. So I'm not vegan or vegetarian yet. <laughs> I, I would like to try it. And, and I'm not vegan, not because I love meat, but just because I, it hasn't occurred to me to try it. And also because vegan is, if you want to do vegan, it, sh it should be or a a fun vegan diet will incorporate carbs. You can do vegan and keto, but that will suck so much because the the, benefit, the like the good thing about keto is that you have like bacon, you have meat. I I eat very good meat, that high quality meat, uh, and like once a week you have fish, uh, you have eggs. So do, do, that is a fun part of keto. If I take that away and I just eat oils and salad, I would go crazy. <laughs> so that is one of the main reasons I don't do vegan is because of the carb thing. But I also know that um, I also run well in carbs, so I might try it once. Uh, but they eat a lot. Uh, I'm not uh, vegan or vegetarian, so mostly ketogenic food, meat once a week, mostly fish for my protein sources, lots of vegetables. So my plate would be a source of protein a lot of vegetables and healthy fats like avocado uh, olive oil mct oil it's a different type of oil mm -hmm. coconut oil and, and that's it mostly fish dairy let me now comment on dairy that's my weak spot like i love cheese it's like it's so hard to give up <laughs> like if i have if i have cheese on my house two things will happen one i'm gonna eat it all second if you see a YouTube video two days after that, 
I won't have a six pack. Ah, <laughs> oh, really? It's that bad? Yeah, I'm, it's that bad. It's, it's, <laughs> I'm the person who cannot eat that little bit of cheese. Yeah. Nuts is another one that is super healthy to have a handful. Like if you go to our ancestors, nuts is that you pick it up on a tree, you open it, it's one nut. Now we have those big jars, especially here in the USA, and you're sitting down watching Netflix. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like the, the pack is like 10,000 calories, something like that. So those are like my guilty pleasures, I would say. Um, but I do my best to stay away from uh, dairy uh, and meat like once a week. And it has to be grass-fed, organic, grass-finished and all that. Well, okay. Interesting because like uh, you see or I see a lot of uh, people who are like um, really living a conscious life. And uh, mm -hmm. you're thinking about this stuff. Like uh, it comes with yoga. It comes with uh, even calisthenics uh, nowadays. So, yeah, I was just interested in, in your opinion on that. Uh, like on the, on the, on the uh, physical side, but also on your, um, yeah, on your mental side. So, yeah, that's interesting. So, so in the spiritual side, so sorry to interrupt you, would be if I go vegan, it would be only because of that. Uh, because I feel amazing eating meat and eating fish. I might feel better. I don't know. I haven't tried, so I don't know. But if I choose to go vegan or try vegan, which I might at least try so I can also teach it, um, it will be for the moral reasons because I do believe that we need to take care of the planet and so forth. So even though grass-fed meat, they treat good the cows and it's a small farm and everything, I think we are going to survive better as a species if we eat plants. Oh. That's some more geological stuff. Okay. <laughs> nice. So um, we asked the, the Instagram community some questions and uh, we received some of them. I picked out the, the best ones and uh, we can just dive in with the first one from uh, Kali's... Um, Kali's B, BG or B9. Uh, why did you leave Thanex? <laughs> <laughs> you know, nobody has ever asked me that before. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I said it in, in a couple of interviews and I'll say here again that I don't like to talk about that topic because people like love drama and that can bring complications both for the Fenix brand and both for Saturn Movement brand. Um, I didn't leave Fenix, uh, so it was not my choice. They decided me for me not to be there any longer. Um, and that's it. I just like to keep it up there. Mm, I don't have hate at all. I mean, I don't have hate about anybody in this world, but I don't have hate towards anybody in the Fenix crew. Um, and we are just in separate lanes. So let's just keep it at that. Okay. Good. Um, I am Jero is asking, what is your best memory in life until now? Best memory? Yes. A psychedelic trip. <laughs> really? 100%. Yeah, 100%. Like, I don't know if you have tried ever psychedelics or not. No. You look like a very, like, super serious guy. <laughs> but, but yeah, everybody, anybody that has, I mean, you can put it in the comment section, anybody that has taken psychedelics, either magic mushrooms or LSD, and have had a positive experience because you could have a horrible experience. It'll still be a memory, <laughs> but maybe not the best. <laughs> but anybody that has experimented with them in a safe manner and 
the intention for me is super important. Like I do it for spiritual reasons or I've done it for spiritual reasons. Um, it's a beautiful experience. It's just, I mean, you're kind of, you are one with the entire universe. And even though I've got into that uh, state meditating alone, it's a very similar experience. Uh, you cannot compare apples to, I mean, even though it's apples to apples, but this one, this apple is like a magic apple. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you feel connected with the entire world. There is no hate within you. You are completely present. Uh, the lights around you, obviously the hallucinations are part of it, but it's mostly a feeling of, um, of peace. And if I want to throw that in there, I'm not recommending anybody here <laughs> to take psychedelics, uh, but it truly helped me a lot with my anxiety. It truly made me see my life in a different way. It made me saw my anxiety from a different perspective, what was causing it. Um, and also I was, after a bad trip or a home, yeah, very scary trip, you realize that social anxiety or just anxiety in general is nothing because you, I literally felt like I die. Like it's called ego death. Like you, you forget your name, you forget your, where you are, your surroundings disappear. You're just entering into this loop that you die. And when, once you are set your death, it's like, there is nothing else that can scare you. I'm still get scared of a lot of stuff, but it was definitely a transformative experience. So not saying that you should go, especially if you are under 18 or under 21, please don't, please do your research. Uh, but if you're going to drink alcohol or take psychedelics, I would, I would take psychedelics. At least you're not fucking up your kidneys. Okay. <laughs> I didn't okay. expect that to come out in this interview, but that's yeah. you can put that in the title. <laughs> Me neither. I didn't expect this one. I, I expected some some nice stuff from your childhood or something, but um, yeah. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> yeah, but thanks for sharing. So um, yeah, everybody can make his own own th own thoughts on this. We'll see. <laughs> um, Carisi SW is asking, um, can you do the mana? Um, let's let's uh, reformulate this question. Do you have a like a date where you think you will be able to do it? Um, yeah, let's. One hundred percent. And and it's funny because people ask me like, do you have the mana? It's like if I had the mana, Instagram I wouldn't post. post. A, I, yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> post a VC. Like I mean, I would, but you would see somewhere in my feed, you would see a mana. The same with the flange. Um, no, so I cannot mana. I definitely. I knew that I would train for it and that would in include two to three sessions dedicated to the mana, which if I throw that with the plan jump from lever, forget it. But when I do, uh, I know that in six months to the very max, I would get the mana. So definitely happening, definitely before I turn 30. So definitely before two years. Let me get the plans, the front lever, and then I'll jump into the mana. But I'll get it for sure. It comes easy to me. It's one of those like plant jump from level. I'm really struggling to get there. The visit, I didn't really train directly to the visit. I just did a lot of hamstring flexibility, a lot of compression strength, a lot of L sits, and a lot of visit attempts. And it happened. It happened. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, for many people, it's the plants <laughs> like it just happened. I'm like, how? Because <laughs> I need to do a lot of plants cleans yeah. and a lot of top planches in order to get there. <laughs> yeah. We're That's all different. Once again. 
That's true. That's uh, what makes life interesting, that everybody's different and everybody has different strengths and weaknesses. And so, uh, yeah. Correct. Absolutely. Nice. Um, e. Gucci is asking, best way to planche in front lever? <laughs> best, best way? Yes. I'm just going to throw a tip. Uh, planche, really focus on your scapula and your serratus. Like, you need to have a strong protraction and strong depression like you need to be locked in place so a lot of elbow planks a lot of planks lean a lot of planks really get that position do not confuse a spinal flexion with protraction so have you seen those planches that are like that yeah that is your flexion from your spine that's a compensation of lack of scapular strength a planche should be right here so you should be straight your shoulders are forward but you are not flexing so the best way to planche, neutral spine, shoulders protracted, shoulders depressed, hips open at 180 degrees. So full hip extension and a posterior pelvic tilt. Front lever, the same exact thing as everything I mentioned, especially in the lower body, uh, your scapula retracted and depressed. So retracted, you aim for retraction, but obviously gravity is gonna do its work and you might end up in neutral. So instead of retracted, protracted, or neutral, or always depressed, but just look for the movement that you feel your lats the most. And the best advice for front lever is eat pull-ups and eat dragon flags. <laughs> That's how I got my front lever while, a while back. Uh, I was doing 30 pull-ups. Right now I probably can do 12 because of my golfer's elbow. So become a beast on pull-ups and become a beast in dragon flags and the front lever is yours. Okay, so maybe they need to do a couple negatives and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but sounds like a plan. Okay. Um, Kari Poff is asking, what's your maximum LCD hold? Um, yeah, I did a I did a post actually, uh, oh. but I was it was it wasn't a YouTube video. It was a cut from a YouTube video that I did uh, for my challenge. Uh, I held it for thirty five seconds. However, I'm pretty confident that I can get to a minute, no problem, without problem. Okay. Now, there are two different types of LCDs, or well, there are many types of LCDs, but the LCD that I do is with a protracted scapula right here, mm -hmm. because I got a lot of flexibility, so it's way easier to do. Uh, if you count the LCD, which is right here, 10 seconds, 15 seconds, which is with a retracted scapula, and like you're literally in an L shape. So I don't know if you know the difference between those two, but yeah. one requires more strength and one requires more flexibility. Okay. And the strength you're working on currently, or is it uh, like, is it not a goal or? Yeah. Which one? The the, the one with strength, the strength uh, LCD. And I don't include it. I, I mean, I would include it whenever I'm, I begin training for the mana because I know that I can hold the visit for, I think my max was 27 seconds on, on 180 before wow. dropping to before 180. Yeah. And I can, and I cannot hold that LT for, for that long because wow. the, the, the VC is more of a compression. I get some uh, uh, help with the balance. It's not so much core and scapula strength, but I would incorporate that LC hole definitely on, if I would training for the mana. Currently it's not one of my main goals. So I just do a couple of here and there. Okay, cool. Um, 
And I think the last question from the community from Yerisha, uh, uh, what is your favorite skill? Hmm. Planche. Planche. Okay. Planche, definitely, definitely, definitely. I, I, I don't wanna, I don't wanna say it yet because it's been taking me so long. But I'm going to become a planche beast. Or so that's at least is on my mind. We'll see what happens, and then we will play this interview in a couple of years. But yes. that's that that that's a skill that I have to die. I cannot die without having, and that's something that uh, Eric Ortiz said in in an interview. Like. And I cannot die without planting before. When I listen to that, I'm like, that's, that, that resonated so much. I will not die until I plant before. Because, and I say it's my favorite, first of all, because I just love the shape and I love everything about it. But it's because I've been struggling so much. I've gotten injured so much doing it wrong. Uh, I've learned so much about my body and about, like, it, it unlocks so many things. And that I just, I gotta plant. <laughs> I will plant. I will plant. <laughs> keep it under keep it under record today. Nice. <laughs> September 6th. <laughs> nice. I love the commitment. That's good. Um yes, so we are coming to an end. I still have some some quick questions, quick answers. Uh hopefully quick answers. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. I know. No, that's I good. I knew this was gonna happen. You probably have like this amount of questions, and, like or, or like this amount of questions, and we're like right here. <laughs> no, we, can do, we can do part two. We can do part two. Go for it. Quick, quick answers. Bring yes. Are you a dog or a cat person? A cat. Cat because of the spiritual. Uh... Yes, exactly because of that. Okay. Because for but, people... but I also love that. I also love that. And I could talk a lot about that, but now let's go. <laughs> yeah, just for the people who don't know, like the cat is a really spiritual uh, animal, and uh, yeah, well, that's what they say. It's like it's like a spiritual being or something. Yeah, it's like an enlightened. It's like the most enlightened uh, animal, supposedly. Okay. Supposedly, yeah. Nice. Um, do you prefer pizza or burger? Both. I can't. <laughs> I mean, I can't. Pizza, okay, pizza, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, do you have a favorite location for holidays? Anything that has a mountain. A mountain, okay. Mountain, I'm a mountain person. Well, I love the beach too. Yeah, as you can see, I'm pretty in between everything. <laughs> but I, I, love, I love the mountain best, yeah. Okay, <laughs> pizza and burger, dogs and cats, yeah, <laughs> everything. Okay, so so California, where you have the mountain on the beach. Okay, that would be my my best place. Nice. Um, what would you work as? What would change in your life is if social media just disappeared? What would change in my life if social media disappeared? Everything. Everything. Not uh, not too much. Thing, I would say like I'm still being me, and I will still find a way to share my knowledge but yeah you you we we all would have to redimension really eh, the way that we express ourselves and how we reach other people so it'll change for sure but i'm a very adaptable person and and i've planted that idea in my mind like what happened if instagram disappears tomorrow which in my humble opinion it will happen at some point yeah. <laughs> maybe not in 2020 but hopefully. and maybe not 2021 but things are going to change. We are living through a very sh sh entire global shift. Uh, and social media is a huge part of it and huge corporations that control 
everybody here. So I'm open to the possibility that it changes and I'm open to the possibility that the entire world changes because it should. We are not, uh, we're doing something wrong as humans. Yeah. We can get into that. We, are, we can get into that later. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, like uh, like a few years, uh, not a few uh, years, but a few weeks or months ago, um, another big social media platform just disappeared in the US. Um, so with, with TikTok. TikTok, no. Yeah. TikTok, I don't know if it disappears already, but I heard that it's going to get banned. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if that happened already. I don't think so because I've, I've heard rumors that people are still using it. But most likely it's going to happen. Okay. Because yeah. I thought uh, it's already gone in the US. But uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. So my my advice for other people, because that's that can be a scary thought when uh, you have everything, on, especially when you have everything on one platform. Yeah. Like I have Instagram and I have YouTube and I have Facebook. But Facebook is from Instagram. So if they close Instagram, I'm fucked with Facebook. Uh, so if they close, imagine you only have Instagram and you have a million followers and they close it. That can be a scary feeling because you're monetizing from it. You're making money from it. You're, you're feeding your family from it. So it can be a scary thought. Uh, so I, I would recommend people use your page to really connect with humans in a different, like do not put aside doing a workshop. Do not put aside getting in touch with, with humans but right now. It's, pretty hard with COVID, uh, but do not put all your eggs in one basket because it can go to, to waste. That's true. I like the saying that you, you build a house on somebody else's ground, you know, with uh, social media. So you're building yes. a big account, which is, uh, is the house, but you're, you don't own the ground. So if they change or they shut down the, uh, the platform, you're, you're gone. Yeah. They even decide how many views and likes you get. Yeah. Like, like, you can post a post, I can post a post today and I see the difference like in going up and I post it at the same time or something or it's a good post and I'm like, Instagram is shadowing this one or Instagram is putting this one on the explore page and it's going fucking viral to everywhere. And so they decide that. So, and also do not put your, that's the point number one, do not put your happiness on social media because yeah. you are going to be unhappy as fuck. <laughs> like 100%, like our brain doesn't understand you got 1,000 likes. Your brain understands yesterday I got 1,000 and today I got 800. It's not that you get, your body won't remember the 800, it will remember the difference of 200 that you had before and you will feel sad. So always distancing yourself and knowing that you are not that piece of equipment or piece of platform that it is. It's uh, something to keep in mind. True. That's true. Um... Do you have a favorite calisthenics athlete? Do you have a hero or somebody or, or an idol or like that's big, big words, but do you have a favorite athlete? Favorite athlete. Everybody asks me that and, and I just admire like different things from everybody. Um, I would just say that I want to do a planche like Osvaldo Lugones for sure. Okay. <laughs> like for sure. At least that easy. So yeah, I admire him a lot and I met him we were friends uh, and he's an amazing person and just he, seeing him do planche call right away for 30 seconds and jumping like crazy is like dude like i admire you you are you are a fucking beast <laughs> okay i would say him in the calisthenics world and of course our friend big brandon carter and of course him yeah <laughs> <laughs> nice um do you have a favorite book that you would recommend 
Let <laughs> um, me oh, let me go back to my first the first books that I read. Uh, mastery. I forgot who was it written for, but just mastery. Mm-hmm. It's black with yellow or something. I would highly recommend that book. And the motivational manifesto by Brendan Bucard. Okay. Yeah, for the people interested in that, we will put the. Uh, I, w- I will look it up and put it in the description. Thank you. Okay. So people can check uh, the books of, uh, of Gabo Zatorno. So, yeah. I, the first book that I read, that was the first one that I was, okay, I need to read. <laughs> there is a magic, there is magic in reading. <laughs> nice. Uh, do you have a favorite, uh, no, what was the best calisthenics event you've ever been at? Mm, I'm bad for names. So I might not remember the, the event per se. Um, Oof. I don't remember to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe at the beach, like the muscle, like muscle beach. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, nice. just just because it's a beach and and it's fun. Uh, I haven't gone into those. Uh, well, I went to Battle of the Bars, Battle of the Bars, on California on the Fit Expo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to do, I, I really want to go to those mm, big ones on Russia and like those big cities. Like I haven't gotten there. But okay. I would like to see. I would like to see those beasts uh, performing. Which, by the way, back to the my inspirations. Uh, La Rosa is a total beast. If I would have to see a role model when it comes to performance and also physique, would be him. Okay. To crazy. Nice. Yeah, I, t- I tend to forget. They're <laughs> <laughs> just coming out later. Good. Um, then the last question, maybe the hardest one of the whole the whole interview. Be prepared. If you have to decide, what would you choose? Calisthenics or yoga? I knew. <laughs> <laughs> Do you cry? Huh? Do no, you I'm, not, cry? I'm not crying. I'm, I'm not crying, but I, I'm actually a very emotional person, so I do cry a lot, but okay. I'm not crying right now. Okay. I might cry when I say the answer because the other one is going to, ah, like, <laughs> yoga, calisthenics is going to go back like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough question because when I practice yoga, I'm also referring a lot back to calisthenics and I, I tie it to calisthenics. When I train calisthenics, I'm very... I'm being very mindful of my breathing and I, I am applying a yogic mindset. What if I had to choose? Dude, that's an impossible question. That, that, that's, you, you just put me a homework to do. I'm just going to say one, but you spoke, put me a homework to do. Uh, I would say... I would say yoga. I would give up yoga. I would stay with calisthenics. Why? <laughs> Because <laughs> if, if I stay with yoga, which, I mean, if I had to choose one of the feelings and one of the, like, what I would teach for the rest of my life, I probably would choose yoga. But since I don't have a pull-up bar and I wouldn't balance my body, I, don't, I need to hang, I need to do pull-ups, I need to do, like, some sort of rowing, <laughs> which I cannot do. I'm, I'm pointing there because I have my mat over there. Okay. <laughs> um, so if I choose calisthenics, then I can stretch, which I do at the end of my workout. I can 
throw a spirituality while I'm hanging in the pool bar, close your eyes and connect to your higher self and your all your chakras are aligned and stuff. Uh, but if I choose yoga, then I cannot do that. So because of that reason, I, I'll choose calisthenics, but I'll definitely will keep doing both for the rest of my life. Yeah, of course. Like for you, I already felt it for you. They are really connected. I thought that you're longer in yoga. Uh, I thought that mm -hmm. you started your journey with yoga. I don't know why, um, but for me, it felt like this. But um, yeah, if you began both in a single and uh, like both together, and I think that's what yes. makes you as a person, this uh, this combination, uh, this mm -hmm. the, the, you take the benefits of both. Um, and yeah, I really, I yeah. really like, like it. Great. It was so, hard. It was hard. I'm gonna I'm gonna meditate on that question by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna sit down with it. Okay, why do I like about calisthenics? What do I like about yoga? And, and just get a conclusion about it. Okay, nice. So yeah, we're coming to an end. And um, yeah, for the people who want to get in touch with you, who want to learn from you, um, how can they best reach you and how can they best learn from you? How what should they know about uh, about Saturno movement? If they want to reach me privately, do not DM me, please <laughs> send me an email, gabo at saturnomovement.com. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to train online with me, you have my online academy. It's called SM Academy or Saturno Movement Academy, saturnomovement.com. You can put it in the description if you'd like. Uh, Instagram and YouTube is at Saturno Movement or YouTube slash Saturno Movement. Mm -hmm. And my personal IG is at Gabo Saturno. So everything with Saturno. Okay. Either Saturno, either Saturno movement or your Gabo Saturno, both of them, and you'll find me anywhere. Nice, and uh, yeah, to make some like to to present um, the the Saturno movement um, for who is it like who should contact you who should uh, get your plans um, for for who is it? Anybody that truly wants to get into the very details of their training without having to do the thinking of course and want a complete full experience whether that is yoga hand balancing or calisthenics or a person that wants to combine the three because we have those three programs i'm currently working on the hybrid the called the ultimate hybrid system which i give you a calendar into how to properly combine yoga with calisthenics with hand balancing which is what i did so if you really want to incorporate those three into your life definitely go for that now if you only want to do yoga only calisthenics or only hand balancing but you really want to get a detailed explanation for example hand balancing i'm not i cannot tell everybody to open their shoulders if your shoulders are open or you're weak and i cannot tell anybody everybody to do push-ups uh, when you need to work on your shoulder mobility so i give you those options to work with your own limitations and to get especially to your to your specific goals with your own specific lifestyle. So if you only have one hour to train a day, I'll give you modifications for that. If you have two hours, then you have a full routine. If you want to become an elite calisthenics athlete, then you have the three hour workout for you. So somebody that like customizations and like to adapt their things to their own level. Nice, sounds really scientific and like yes, really, um, yeah like that you can people can profit from your experience um and i think uh yeah that's really we will put all the links in the description for the people who are interested and um, 
yeah i appreciate your time that you took for the interview and before you can say uh you're you can end the episode and say goodbye to the people i want to say uh, thank you to everyone listening to this till the end because it's uh, again over an hour uh but over an hour uh, with a lot of content with a lot of advices uh and uh, a lot of deep insights thank you for that um gabo really i really appreciate it um and yeah if you want to let this episode continue Uh, leave a like, leave a subscribe, do whatever you want. Uh, if you have any questions, further questions to Gabo, uh, like put put them in the description. So maybe if there are like another hundred or three, uh, whatever, we can do a second episode. <laughs> and uh, yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Sure. And you can end the episode, Gabo. Thanks for your time. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me, brother. Truly an honor. I love answering questions, as you probably can see. <laughs> I love connecting to new people. <laughs> Uh, you are an amazing dude. You are a cool dude. Uh, I'll support your movement anytime you like. Any help that you want me to help you with, I'm fully open. And also to all the people that are listening, here to help. You don't have to sign up for the academy. You can just reach out for me for advice. You can just follow my journey if you like. You can just focus on your journey. And the best advice that I can give you: stay positive, stay present, stay mindful, uh, and enjoy the heck out of the process because that's what truly matters. Thank you all for watching and maybe you will see you in part two.